0: 16. Fact 1. There was no way we could let Visser 3 have that box. Fact 2. I didn't even know where that box was. Fact 3. There were now 6 Hork-Bajir crammed into the room and the adjoining master bedroom. Plus, Visser 3 and his powerful morph. More Hork-Bajir downstairs were keeping Cassie and Tobias from helping us. So fact 4 was, we were not going to win this fight. We need to bail, I said to Jake and Rachel. We can't. If we leave, the Yurks can tear this place apart and find the box, Jake pointed out. Where is the stupid box? Rachel wondered. I should point out that Thoughtspeak is a little like email. It's only heard by the people you want it to be heard by, unless you're speaking in the open, in which case it's like any normal voice and can be heard by anyone within range. The three of us were talking only to each other But when the visor spoke It was for all to hear I am not a patient yerk visor 3 said I'll have the blue box And I'll destroy you all But if I get the blue box now I may decide to destroy you some other time Only David knows where the box is I pointed out Okay Jake said Ask him David, I said, directing my thought speak to him. David, listen to me. I saw his frightened eyes darting, looking for the source of the voice. He was in the bathtub, not a bad place to be considering the other choices. David, listen to me. I'm on your side. We have to rescue that box, so we have to know where it is. Visitor three glared at Axe with his chest-mounted eyes. Brave andalites. He mocked. You'll let me kill these humans rather than give up the box? No! David shouted suddenly. I have the stupid box. Just let us go. I have the stupid box right here in my backpack, if you want it so bad. He started to unsling his backpack, and about ten other things happened at once. The hork leapt for him. His father fired. Axe whipped his tail toward the Visser's morph Rachel muscled forward, trying to grab David or his backpack, or both The Visser took Axe's tail blade on one pile driver arm The Visser screamed as Axe's blade sliced neatly through one arm Jake coiled his powerful legs and leapt straight at the Visser, ignoring the Hork-Bajir I struck the closest Hork-Bajir leg I could find and emptied my poison sacs into him "'Rachel, get that kid out of here!' Jake yelled. Rachel bellowed, lowered her head, landed on all fours, and ran straight at David. Like a train. Like a Mack truck, she ran. Straight at him. hork slashed at her. I shot a glance and saw what she was doing. There was a small bathroom window. She was going to try to shove him through it. Not exactly fun for David, getting rammed through the glass and dropped from the second story. But David's alternatives weren't too good Rachel ran David cowered And the viscer fired two massive pile-driver cone-hands straight for David Woom-woomf! Wham! Crunch! The cone-hands missed and blew a hole in the outer wall of David's bathroom In a flash, he was swept up by a mountain of bear Shoved through the shattered plaster and glass And propelled out into the late afternoon air I knew Vister Three could not afford to go racing around a subdivision in his alien morph, followed by a dozen Hork-Bajir warriors, but I also knew he was going to take it out on someone, and the summons were me, Axe, and Jake. Wham! The pile driver fist fired at Jake. I felt the breeze from it as it shot past my face. It hit Jake in the flank. He went down hard. Wham! The left side fired at Axe. Axe dodged, but just barely. He staggered aside and almost fell through the hole He was off balance, teetering He couldn't hold on, so he turned it into a jump By the time he hit the ground outside He was already morphing out of his andalite body Jake, run! I yelled He ran, but his back legs were dragging The hork encircled him Slashing, hacking, attacking And I was helpless Then, swift, silent Unexpected, a flash of grey and white burst into the room A wolf, running low to the ground, teeth bared Cassie! She leapt straight onto the back of the closest Hork-Majir And locked her jaws on the back of his neck Jake staggered the last few feet to the hole in the wall And half jumped, half fell through it To land hard and painfully on the grass below Cassie unclamped her jaws and used the back of the Hork-Majir To simply spring over him, sail through the wall And drop gracefully to the ground below Everyone was out. Everyone but me and David's father. Bajir had him by the arms. He was yelling. He was crying his son's name, over and over. David! 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 I was still there. Visitor 3's awful gaze focused on me. I slithered under the bed, fast as I could. I raised up into strike position, hoked myself over one of the bed slats, and held on, wishing I were a python. Ha <laughs> ha! We'll have one Andalite to play with, at least. Visor Three gloated. But what they saw on the floor was not me. It was Spawn. The Horde vizier threw a towel over Spawn and gathered him up. They stomped away, down the stairs, carrying what they thought was an Andalite in Morph. I didn't want to think what they'd do to the poor snake. Maybe just hold him, waiting for him to demorph. But maybe when they realized that wasn't happening... They'd do other things Vizzer three is an evil, vengeful creature As for David's father He'd seen too much There was only one fate for him Within hours, he'd have a yerk slug inside his brain His life as a free human being was over Vizer three stayed behind for a moment After his Hork-Bajir and their prisoners were gone Did he sense something wrong? Did he sense that I was still there? I was in plain sight, curled tightly around the upturned bedslap I froze I was so still, I could have been dead Viszer 3 demorphed, back to his stolen andelite body He took one last look around the room I wished he'd come closer Maybe my poison sacs were full again Maybe I'd have enough to destroy him But he didn't come within range He morphed into his human form and walked calmly from the room Chapter 17 Police rushed to the scene We heard their sirens as we were escaping and demorphing But by the time they got there, my friends were gone So were the Yerks David's house was practically a hollowed out shell I demorphed to human, then to Osprey And I flew away just as the police came rushing inside I spotted my friends down below They had all demorphed, except for Axe, of course Who had morphed his human form They were manhandling David along between them He was unconscious I didn't know if the fall had knocked him out or what I swooped down and landed in a dumpster In an alleyway I demorphed there Away from prying eyes And climbed out The others were just reaching the alley Hey, I said Catching their attention Jake hustled the still groggy But reviving David into the alley Rachel and I helped place David gently against the greasy brick wall They took his dad, I said They took his mom, too Tobias said, swooping down silently to land on the lip of the dumpster I stayed over the house till everyone was clear David's mom pulled up just as the Yurks were coming out A bajir snatched her up She'll be a controller next time anyone sees her, Rachel said She looked down at David Poor kid He has no one to go home to, Cassie said. Visser 3 knows his name, his face, his address. By now, he knows what classes he's in at school, and where he hangs out. He's marked. If we let him go, they'll take him too. They'll make him a controller. I nodded. Then, I reached into his backpack and fumbled around, till I felt the smooth, hard edges. I withdrew my hand, holding the blue box. He hasn't seen any of us, I said. He can't give us up to the Yurks. They'll take him, make him a controller And he still won't be able to give us up What do you want to do, Margo? Tobias asked Just write this kid off? You have another idea? I said Harsh, Rachel commented But I could see she agreed with me There is, perhaps, one other alternative Axe said He was in his weirdly handsome-slash-pretty-human morph He'd created the morph by taking DNA from Jake, Rachel, Cassie, and me To this day, it's weird Looking at him and seeing elements of myself Joined with elements of Rachel, Cassie, or Jake What's the alternative? Jake asked Axe We have the box, Axe said Box Boxa We could use it The boxa We all stared at him Create a new anamorph? I asked skeptically Create a new anamorph! Cassie said enthusiastically Jake was nodding Rachel was thinking about it Looking from Cassie to Jake, back to David, zoned out on the ground I don't like it, Rachel said The question is, do we have any alternative? Jake argued I mean, look, the kid is gonna wake up I can't keep him knocked out So it's down to this, we either make him one of us, or we leave him, right here, right now, in this alleyway, with parents who will be controllers soon, with Visser 3 knowing his name and looking for the blue box. It's harsh, I said, but I don't see this guy fitting in with us. We don't know him. We didn't all know each other back when Elfango used the box on us, Tobias pointed out. We didn't know you, Tobias. Rachel said But Cassie and I were already best friends Cassie and Jake were Um Friends Jake was my cousin Marco was his best friend There were connections Aside from you And Axe With this David guy No connections It's weird, somehow The way Rachel and I often end up on the same side She likes Tobias more than me And Cassie a lot more than me But it's often the two of us together on big issues Big risk, Jake said thoughtfully If he works out, we're stronger If he doesn't Look, we have the box, right? Cassie said The point is, maybe David here is just the first of many I mean, we can use the box to create more and more anamorphs Dozens, hundreds The more of us there are, the more we can hurt the yurks That was a pretty good point I hadn't thought of that But she was right It wasn't just about this one kid It was about a long-term strategy Rachel looked at me If you're in a war You want more troops rather than less, right? Makes sense Besides, we could be a little less cautious that way With just the six of us We have to be careful I could feel a rush of excitement at the idea I mean, Rachel was right too We had to be so careful now. We couldn't afford to take some risks. With more Animorphs, we could try to let the whole world know what was happening. We could infiltrate the Letterman show and morph on stage and make people realize what we were saying was true. Or go to the president and show him our powers, and then he'd have to listen to us. We could actually win the war, instead of just maintaining. And yet... I spread my hands, pleading. He names his cat Megadeth. He has a cobra named Spawn. What kind of kid is that? Cassie shrugged. A kid with bad taste in music and good taste in comic books? I don't see we have a choice, Tobias said. But it's Jake's call. Yes, Prince Jake should decide, Axe agreed. This is a big step, Jake said, shaking his head firmly. If Eric is right, and he usually is, we are coming up against the toughest mission ever. The most important mission ever. I'm not going to make this decision on my own. Not this time. We do this by vote. Simple question. Do we make David one of us? Yes or no? Yes, Tobias said. Can't just leave him to Mr. Three. I vote yes, Cassie said. We have to make a leap of faith here and hope it will work out. I snorted. I can't help it. It's my automatic reaction any time people start talking about leaps of faith. Cassie smiled tolerantly at me. I should not vote, Axe said. I follow Prince Jake. Jake. Jake shook his head. Nope, you are part of the group, Axe. In battle, maybe there isn't time to vote on everything. But this is a democracy. Then I vote no, Axe said. My eyebrows shot up. There were six of us all together. This vote could still go my way. Just out of curiosity, why, Axeman? Tobias asked. We are not an army. We are a gorilla group, he said. Gorilla? Gorilla? The differences between the two words are very subtle. You humans should not make your words so... But my point is, going from six members to seven... Will not make us much stronger And it carries risk Risk Riska. If we're talking about having hundreds Maybe thousands of animals eventually Don't we have to start somewhere? Cassie asked Yes, Axe agreed But we should start with someone we understand Not a stranger We have this mission before us To save the human leaders of your various countries A seventh person might help us But it might also make our team indecisive Uncertain Jake looked at me I'm with Axe, I said Something about this guy doesn't feel right to me Two in favor, two against, Jake summarized Rachel? Rachel would vote against Then, even if Jake was for it, we'd have a tie Jake would never go ahead if we had a tie vote I was starting to feel relieved and guilty all at once I didn't enjoy thinking about David's fate. Let's do it, Rachel said. What? I yelped. You heard me, Rachel said. Axe makes a good point. One extra member just adds risk. But Cassie's right too. We have to start somewhere, now that we have the box. What are we going to do? Run an ad in the newspaper? Help wanted. Danger. Nightmares. Big-time creepiness. No pay? Have you ever wanted to turn into a bug and fight brain-stealing aliens? Well, call 1-800-ANIMORPH Cassie laughed The sad thing is, Rachel, you would actually respond to an ad like that Rachel laughed (laughs) Exactly, so you see the kind of people we'd get It was up to Jake now David moaned and moved his head His eyes fluttered open Who are you? he asked, blinking up at Jake then looking around at the rest of us. Jake sighed. We're the people who are going to totally change your world, David. Chapter 18 They are called Yerks, Jake said. We were back in Cassie's barn, among the caged, wounded animals. Amidst the smells of hay, medicine, and animal poop. David was sitting on a bale of hay, rubbing his jaw. We were standing around him. They are a parasitic race from another planet. They are not much more than gray slugs, really. But they enter your brain and reduce you to slavery. Those big, seven-foot-tall creatures that were in your house? Those are hork They have yurks in their brains. An entire species already enslaved by the yurks. And now they're after the human race, Cassie said. There are thousands of humans who've been made into controllers. That's what you call a creature who's controlled by a yurk. My brother is one, Jake said. And by now, David, so are your mother and your father, I said. Cassie shot me an angry, disapproving look. Jake obviously agreed with her. I shrugged. He needs to know what's happening, I said. He needs to know that this isn't some game. What about my mom and dad? David asked me directly. I sighed. Look, it's all about that blue box you found. The Yurks want it. The guy who turned into the big purple pile driver? That's Visor 3. He's the leader of the Yurks here on Earth. He's running the invasion, okay? As you may have noticed, he wants the box. And he allowed your father and your mom too, I guess, to see the truth. To see him. And that's a no-no. The Yurks don't want people knowing what's happening, not yet. So he's going to keep your mom and dad quiet. Plus, he's going to find out what they know about the box. David shook his head, not understanding. Are you saying you will torture them or something? Man, I muttered. Explaining everything was going to be hard. I walked over and stood right in front of David. Listen to me. By now, your parents have been taken to a secret underground facility called a yerk pool. It's not a nice place. Picture a sludgy cesspool of a pond, the color of molten lead. There are two steel piers leading out over the pond hork warriors will drag your parents out to the end of one of those piers. They will. Marco! Cassie said angrily. They will drag them out to the end of that pier, and they will kick their legs out from under them, and force their heads down into the sludge. And while they are kicking and screaming and calling for help, a yerk slug will swim over and it will squeeze into one ear. And it will flatten itself out, and squeeze and burrow and dig its way into their skulls, where it will spread around and into their brains and the hork Majir will yank them out of the sludge, and they will start to feel they cannot control their own arms or legs, cannot open their own mouths, or move their own eyes. The Yurk will open their memories like a person opening a book. They will be slaves. The most total slaves in all of history, because even their own minds won't be theirs anymore. Are you getting the picture? Throughout all this, David had just stared at me. But slowly, without me noticing at first, Tears had begun to well up in his eyes And now I jerked myself away I was panting, feeling like... I could see it all happening in my imagination As I'd been talking, it wasn't David's mother I was seeing It was my own Silence in the barn Even the animals seemed quiet My mom is one, I said flatly She's a controller There's a lot to tell you, David Jake said quietly. But Marco's right. You need to know this isn't a game. This is life and death. This is the future of the whole human race. It's too late to help your parents. And as of now, you have no home and you can't go back to school. You do, they'll find you. And it will be you taking that long walk down the steel pier. I saw the expression in David's eyes darken further still. It's not every day someone tells you your life is over. This is stupid, David said. I mean, it's not right. Can't be. This is all some kind of trick. You saw what went down at your house, Rachel said. That could have been guys dressed up in costumes, David argued. You saw Visser 3 morph, Cassie pointed out. What's a Kisser 3? Visser 3, with a V, Jake said. The one who looked like a deer with a scorpion tail. You saw him morph into that purple pile driver monster. David looked sullen. It's all a trick. I shot a look at Rachel. She looked like she was already regretting her vote. Axe, Jake said. Demorph. Axe nodded his human head. I would be glad to. It is very disturbing being without my tail. Disturbing. David, watch Axe. Watch him closely David stared as Ax began to change Hooves began to grow on his feet His arms became thinner and weaker Extra fingers emerged on his hands His lips were sealed together And then faded to the color of the surrounding skin And finally disappeared altogether His front legs began to emerge Growing straight out of his chest Ah! ah! David cried He jumped back, stumbled, and started to run Rachel grabbed him. It's okay. You'll get used to it, she said. She turned him around and pushed him back toward the hay bale he'd been sitting on. There was a slight slurping sound as Axe's tail began to appear. Axe fell forward on all fours. The stalks grew from the top of his head and then... Pop! Pop! Eyes appeared on the ends of the stalks. See? Jake said. No trick. This is Axe and Millie we call him Axe for short. He's an Andalite. The Andalites are the good guys of the galaxy. Mostly, anyway, I muttered. Visor Three, who you saw in your room, has an Andalite body. But he's a Yurk underneath it all. He has just stolen and enslaved an Andalite. David was shaking. I don't know how much he was absorbing. I felt like laughing. I mean, it was insane, of course. This poor kid is minding his own business one minute And suddenly he's in the middle of But, come to think of it That's just what had happened to all of us Back one night when we walked through an empty construction site Back then, I hadn't even wanted anything to do with being an Animorph Jake hadn't wanted to be a leader Cassie had just wanted to hug trees and take care of her animals Tobias was a lost, messed up kid looking for someone to care about him A human kid Rachel, well, I personally think Rachel was glad to see her life go this way Rachel always was a warrior, hiding inside a fashion queen How would David deal with it all? Would he resist, like I had? Would he embrace it, like Rachel? There is one nice thing about all this, Cassie said There is a compensation for all the danger and all the fear David looked at her, uncomprehending you know the wild animals who are fighting the Yurks today? You know the birds who tried to steal the blue box before that? I said. Us. That was us. See, Visor 3 and Axe aren't the only ones who can morph. So can we. And now that we have this, I lifted up the blue box. So can you. Any animal you can touch, you can become, Cassie said. A dolphin. A skunk. A wolf. An elephant. Or a grizzly bear, Rachel said A gorilla, a shark, I said A tiger, a fly, a cockroach, Jake said Any animal, any size But only for two hours at a time You can never stay in Morph for more than two hours Why? David wondered Meet the final member of the Animorphs, I said David, my man, meet Tobias Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs' auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, Sorry this one came out a little later than normal. Uh, I got caught up in doing some stuff for my move, because I am moving uh, next week if everything goes according to plan. So, uh, that obviously takes some precedent over over this project. Um, I don't think it should impact next week's release uh i think this will go out like right before uh obviously like i work on fridays so i i get this out thursday nights for me but you know it's i'm on the west coast on the east coast it's about midnight uh, by the time i upload this anyway that's my process i know i technically upload on thursdays even though it's advertised as friday that's by design um so i can get that friday morning commute you know that group love that group uh but yeah, so I should be able to get it out before I'm moving, and so it shouldn't impact, but just in case it does, um, there you go. That's why it might be late next week. Other than that news, I don't think I have anything for y'all here today. Um, but in case you would like to reach out to me, you can do that in a variety of ways. Um, you've heard it all before, but here we go. Audiomorphscast at gmail.com. Audiomorphscast.tumblr.com at Audiomorphs on Twitter, and of course my website, theapocalypse.com. That's The apodcalypse, like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, you can also leave me a rating and review on iTunes, or I guess Apple Podcasts, if you feel so inclined. You can also tell a friend if you'd like. I'm not your boss, you can really do whatever you want. Um, but if the spirit does move you, I do read those Apple reviews, um, and I enjoy them. So there you go. Uh, I mentioned my website earlier. Be sure to check that out. I pay money for it. Um, and, you know, it's it's cool. I I host stuff on there. Go look at it. And uh, that, is, that is all I have for you this week. So, you know, hang in there. Stay tuned. And next week we'll be back again with more of the David Saga. Ooh. My name is Daniel. And I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then we fight